Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the end of season four. This is Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and your other host, Jared, is also here. Hi. Hello. Uh, we're done. We finished season four. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say that it like, I don't... I don't want to say it goes downhill because it doesn't go downhill after this. It just becomes a different show, a very different show. And like, I feel like I feel like it always started doing that, even with like the end of the first season with Hydra and stuff. Like I feel like they they've they've been very free to like reinvent themselves in little increments gradually until this season. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, hey, no, we really, we really like reinventing ourselves. Like we're not gonna do it incrementally anymore <laughs> we just threw the book out the window and we're like we're going to space and the future <laughs> that's right the space future <laughs> and now we're going time traveling backwards <laughs> for season seven i guess like they're just it does look fun like yeah and who knows I'm maybe excited. they'll be able to explain away why it's not in the mcu anymore <laughs> yeah. god it's um yeah it's just fucking wild it just becomes a very different show like i feel like this season is the last season where we are firmly rooted in, well, kind of, I don't know, because <laughs> there is like demon and devil shit and magic. So maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, this is the last season a, that's firmly rooted in like our world. Well, I feel like it just, it's it still, it introduces all this stuff. But like you say, like it's still, it's still growing out of what came before and it doesn't stop doing that. But it just, because once you start taking crazy leaps, then everything that it grows from that is even further, further removed from the original starting point. Yeah. Like, so, so I think you're right where like, this is the, this is the one, even though we had inhumans, even though we had some crazy shit, we've had Asgardians, we've had aliens and alien worlds. Like this is where it starts to get where everything that the show is about starts to change on a regular yeah. basis. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, but what I love about this show is that it stays true to the emotional beats and it doesn't, erase what has come before in other seasons like the characters are continuously having to deal w- with the fallout of what has happened season over season and we are def we definitely feel that next season um now that i think about it it's really kind of weird that fitz ends up by himself like we'll talk about that when we start season five but I didn't think about that before, but it's a little weird that he ends up alone for a lot of this season, the first half of season five. It is. Huh. Okay. Anyway, this is, well, we're part of the But Why Though podcast community. Be sure to check them out on Twitter at But Why Though PC and their website at But Why Though Podcast.com. We're super proud to be a part of their community. So this is season four, the finale, episode 22, titled World's End. Written by Jeffrey Bell, directed by Billy Gerhart, originally aired May 16, 2017. Um, so Robbie has returned and he gets in his charger and starts it up. And I put a little heart next to it on the notes because I'm so excited he's back. I've missed him. I've missed you, Robbie. We've missed you. We're happy you're you're here and we wish you would come back again. <laughs> True. He's so good in this whole episode and him and daisy i ship them so much like you know, and they finally like kind of make it like not i still it is still just subtext but they have them like giving meaningful glances and shit like it actually feels like it's starting to happen and then we never see him again oh i hate it um so may is 
like telling Coulson, she's like, you really need to tell me what happened with the Hague. Um, and he's like, well, if I tell you that, we're going to need another bottle of Hague for that conversation. God, Coulson, just fucking talk to her. <laughs> like, <laughs> and She's like, I feel like we need to talk considering how everything that's going on, um, which is very unlike May. So go her for opening up communication here. That's character growth. Um, so Fitz is trying to explain to Gemma that Ada is human and inhuman, but she was created from the Darkhold. So she's not completely human. And apparently Fitz designed her. This is so weird. So Framework Fitz designed her so she could have inhuman DNA like post terogenesis. So she didn't have to go through terogenesis. And Fitz is like, all right, Simmons, just put up, put that in the report that I like tortured people and I experimented on all these inhumans and I did all these terrible things. And Gemma's like, I'm not writing a report on you. Um, and he's like, well, you know, like I, I am the man I am or whatever he says. And Gemma's like, well, you're also this man who is here in this world. And so you need go f- use your big brain to figure out a way to kill Ada, like be the other fits too and kill her, <laughs> like be ruthless. Um, and she asks, do you want to kill her? Because she's still afraid that he's still in love with her, which fair. And he doesn't get a chance to answer because they get interrupted. Um, Oof. Yeah. So Daisy is really regretting that she didn't force Mac to come back because now they're, you know, stuck with Yo-Yo and Mac in the framework and they don't know how to bring them out. And Colson's like, you know, that wasn't your call to make. And you did what you you did what you could. And I feel like you did the right thing. And it, it's like, I don't know, it's comforting to know that Colson wouldn't have forced Mac to come back either, even though Colson does that in season five with Daisy and it's really uncomfortable. But anyway. Spoiler. (laughs) Um, So Daisy says that she put something in the framework to help um, them find their way back. And Yo-Yo is like laying on the ground in the framework screaming still. She's like, someone let me out. And like a a Hydra agent comes in and she's like, no, not you. And then Radcliffe comes in and shoots the Hydra agent. And he's there to save Yo-Yo. And and he's like, Yo-Yo, why are you here? Why are you in here? Um, and he calls it, she's like, I'm here to get Mac. And he's like, it's a valiant, but whatever. And he's so Scottish about it. And he's like, she's like, how did you know I was here? And he's like, well, I kept finding yo-yos in my pocket. (laughs) So that's how Daisy was telling him to go get yo-yo, which is really cute and clever. And it's a very Daisy thing to do. Um, and apparently the framework is being shut down by Ada. So they need to get out of there fast because they're going to all disappear otherwise. Um, and, uh, I know all of Ada's robots are like, ah, oh, why are you so mad? I don't understand <laughs> the context of this. Oh, it's so super. it's um all of the Russian robots. So Ivanov and the other random Russian dude that just suddenly appears in this episode are like, don't be upset. And she's like, you guys shut the fuck up. Um, she wants so she wants to burn the world to the ground so that Shield can suffer. And then Robbie shows up, and the writer is like, I've come for the dark hold. And the Russians try to stop him, uh, but he very easily takes them out and burns them to a crisp. And his he gets he manages to wrap his chain around Ada's arm, um, and he rips off a bunch of heads with his chain, and he wounds Ada, um, which no one else has been able to do. And um, I don't know who says this. What have you done? Is that what he says to her? I think she no, says, she says it. that to him. Yeah. She's like, what have you done? You've hurt me. And so she tries to electrocute him and he just pops back real easily unharmed and comes for her. And then she teleports before uh, he can get to her. And the rider lets out this 
angry scream and it looks so cool <laughs> like, it is really rad and, and flaming and like, skull face screaming yeah, it just seems like like he can hurt her and she can't hurt him it seems like which is pretty uh good for our team <laughs> it's so poetic that robbie is the one that has to destroy her like i fucking love I love how they brought this full circle so much. It makes me and so it's happy. Smart, like it, it makes it to where like they don't have to have sci-fi gibberish for how they're able to make an android that can actually feel emotions or have a you know a real body or whatever. How they can do it by by bringing in the supernatural element, it like ties mm-hmm. it to Ghost Rider. It makes it makes him like the perfect foil. It also like adds this like great you know bullshit sci-fi fantasy MacGuffin to explain yeah. everything away. Like it's just it's. It, this was this was a very well crafted season, even though the like they don't all feel super connected, like like LMD to framework does. But like you know, going from Ghost Rider to LMD to framework didn't feel like it made sense, like maybe in the abstract, but it really does. But like the way because they do it. Ada is being built from the beginning, and she is like woven into part of the first third of the season. It feels natural. Yeah, it absolutely you know? does. Even if the stories aren't necessarily tied together, but now they are. Like Ada and and Robbie are connected now, so it does. Right. It, it eventually ties all together. It's very cool. Um, it's so good. Yeah. Like they just they, they're very they're great. Uh, I I just want to see now at this point, knowing that it's over, I want to see what they do next. Like what uh, Mo and Jed choose choose to work on because it's going to be good. It's going to be really good. Um. So apparently the framework is going to collapse in about 12 to 24 hours. So they don't have very much time to get Mac and Yo-Yo out. And so Fitz and Daisy are trying to build a back door for them. And Talbot calls Coulson and Coulson answers. He's like, oh, I'm so glad you're alive. (laughs) And Talbot's like, I want to know what killed my men. Um, And uh, (laughs) he says they were murdered. Coulson says they were murdered by a murderous banshee made of matter from another world. And he's like, you expect me to put that in my report? (laughs) (laughs) And this is where Coulson's like, I have a robot arm and we've been to another, an alien world. Like, stuff just happens like that in S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, put it in there. I don't know. Um, And apparently there is no more S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, um, Mace's autopsy report was leaked. So everybody knows that he wasn't really inhuman. And Coulson's like, well, that's your fault. (laughs) Like, (laughs) you did that, not me. Um, And so now there's going to be some type of, like, Senate hearing or, like, I don't know, U.N. hearing about S.H.I.E.L.D. and what to do with them. And Talbot really needs Coulson there. And Coulson's like, well, Ada is kind of after us right now, so that's probably not a good idea. We'll put everybody else in danger. Um, and then Daisy comes in to tell Coulson that Robbie is back, and he just stole his charger back. And okay. <laughs> and so uh, Robbie is at the warehouse where he uh, destroyed the Russians, and uh, Ada escaped from him. And um, Daisy goes up to him and is like, hey, what's new? And they just have this really cute, like cute cuddly moment where they're like it's good to see you like but without saying so much and i just ship them so much i just want them to get together no and i like it too because it is flirty but it's not like it's not like heavy-handed so if it's like so if it's not your yeah so if it's not your thing or whatever like they don't you don't have to read it that way yeah Yeah. but with the opportunities there if they did want to pursue it if they had the brains to bring them back (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, right um so Ada is upset. She's like, why won't my arm heal? Like, I always heal. And Ivanov, I like how Ivanov has now become the, like, encyclopedia for everything to, like, human and inhuman and and 
other dimensions and whatever because he just you know he's the exposition now i guess <laughs> but but I, I would also like to point out how this is the least characteristic thing we've ever seen because he's making an instant correct call on consequence and, yeah. on, and on an explanation for something and so far we've seen that he has the worst critical thinking skills of like anyone on the show so the fact that he's able to do this i don't know if it's like something to do with his robot bodies like connecting to his brain to the internet or whatever but he, he seems smarter <laughs> he does I, he seems much more like discerning of like reality versus how he was before with how colson his vendetta with colson um i wonder well, whatever it doesn't matter um I don't, we don't oh, even ever oh, come wait. back to that in this episode. I, I just sort of figured it out, though, I think, at least an explanation for me for why he would be. Because he's reading, because now that he is in the robot body and can, he can live through it, and whatnot, he's been reading the Darkhold. That's true. That makes sense to me that he would know this shit then. Like, that yeah. actually, yeah, that it's sense. the one thing about this stupid character that doesn't make any sense to me. Also, I like how we've just completely dropped the, like, Coulson revenge thing with him. Like, it's just done, gone. It's done. Like, no longer... Yeah. Yeah, he okay. mentioned it last last week, but it's like, oh, well, when he when he killed one, when you experienced death in one of your bodies because he cut your robot face off with a shield, that's what made you get over it. Yeah. Like, what made it not personal anymore? Yeah, they're just done. He's just done with it. It's... When it was super personal, when they'd never met before. What the oh, yeah. fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> he's fucking. He's the worst. I can't figure him out. Uh... He's the worst. He's just whatever that they conveniently need him to be in this season, which is weird Spoke, dude with conspiracy theories. for vodka or, and onions. <laughs> yeah, vodka and onions or the exposition guy who explains everything to the former uh, AI lady. I don't know. Anyway, so he explains to her that the writer was born of the same matter she was, that they are made of the same stuff as the Darkhold, and so the writer does not like them. Uh, and uh Robbie explains to Daisy that the demon in me hates her in ways I've never felt. Um and then May comes out with the the other Russian guy's robot head and they're like why are you holding a robot head and she's like who is this guy? Why do we know him? Like why is he here? And so they run re facial recognition on him to find out who he is. Um meanwhile Radcliffe and Yo-Yo show up at Shield to talk to Mac and Radcliffe has to remind her he's like he you know he doesn't know who you are in this world so just you know just know that and Radcliffe goes to talk to Mac and he's like you know uh, someone's here and you know this world is not real and blah 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 and Hope interrupts and um Yo-Yo is standing at the very back like watching Hope and Mac interact and it's like now she gets it, I think. And she just looks really sad. And then stuff is just like randomly disappearing. Like people's stuff is disappearing. Like the weapons Even, are disappearing. And, and people too. Like, yeah. like, Matt's like half the people here are gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> and um, he's like, yeah, we got to go. We got to go. Let's get out of here. And then he just walks right past Yo-Yo without even saying a word. And she doesn't say anything to him yet either. And it's really sad. Um, So the robot head dude is conveniently part of the uh, UN council that is going to this hearing for shield. So wait, here's my, here's my question real quick. Is, uh, did Ivanov make a couple robot duplicates with this guy's face of himself? I don't know. That are connected to his brain hub? Or is he a separate ro robot? Like, I don't really know. Well, because if he's going to, because if this other analyst guy, it feels to me like they probably, because the whole LMD strategy in that, 
third of the season was to replace people. It feels like maybe he's a legitimate guy who's a real analyst that they replaced. And I would think at this point he probably would be an Ivanov drone, so that Ivanov could control him, could control him because it doesn't seem to be associated with Ada anymore, really. He's so confusing. <laughs> right? No. I I guess. I, I, I mean, we don't. Know. I don't know either. Because like, thought... the only other option I can imagine is that Ivanov is now cutting off sympathetic R- Russians' heads and making <laughs> other robo hubs. <laughs> so I totally thought that he would. He put his consciousness in this robot. Yeah. Because because the way that um I, Ada and them are talking to each other at the beginning of this episode makes it seem like that. Like they're all the same person. But now right. I don't so- know. I, I I assume that that's what it is that they're all that they're all connected to Ivanov. That that's that's my assumption too. I think that's the simplest and the cleanest explanation, and it makes sense. But it's also like, how many other people has he replaced? How many? And and again, how are they three D printing these new LMDs? What where are their facilities? A lot of questions. Questions and. I'm kind of glad we don't know the answer because yeah, I'm fine. We could be super on. convoluted. <laughs> let's get rid of let's get rid of Ivanov. Yeah, let's just fucking forget him. Uh, I'm perfectly um, okay with that explanation. With the explanation being, we didn't want to think anymore about Ivanov. I'm like, oh, okay, I get that's that. That's fine. I yeah, totally feel that way. <laughs> so, um, apparent. So this dude is some kind of analyst, and conveniently, Ivanov is going to be his guest at this hearing. I didn't know you could bring guests to hearings like this. Like that's a thing. It sounds like the UN would be cool with that. Yeah. Oh, once again, Ivanov's <laughs> logic just letting him in when, closed doors. But I could see like Trump trying to pull that shit off, but oh, like not true. everybody else. Well, and then he, well, I guess then again, Russia right now they are run by a guy who is basically like Trump's idol. <laughs> yeah, like that's to be fair. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. I don't even want to think about this in any context of real, the real world, though. Oh, God. Um, so at the hearing, Ivanov has this speech about, like, there's other things that S.H.I.E.L.D. has been doing. They've been breeding in humans and experimenting on them until it's like, no, they haven't. What the fuck? Um, and then Ivanov brings out the dark hold, and he's like, we can use this book to take to to take down the Inhumans. All you have to do is read it. <laughs> like, just take a bite of the apple. Um, and... <laughs> And I'm dying Talbot, laughing at this. And Talbot's like, I smell a load of L. Ron horse crap. That goes like I, 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 I might have to draw a picture of Adrian Pazdar saying that and make that into a fucking t. That might be a, the first Project the T shirt because that is so fucking funny. Like, who writes his dialogue? This is fucking hilarious. I feel like somebody has like a racist grandpa that they visit in the home. <laughs> like, like, like Jen Whedon is visiting his and, and Joss Whedon's like, like oh grandpa who's God. still kind of like still in the fifties, like mentally. Yeah. It's like, just says weird, crazy shit. Cause we need to make stickers that say, shut your robot mouth and a load <laughs> of Elron horse crap. <laughs> we should that, that the shut your robot mouth or I'll have my, and then weld it shut for you. He's so, it's like, I do. I feel like even just the way he delivers it, it's like both the character and Adrian Pazdar have been waiting. They've just been oh, yeah. fucking wait. Like somebody told them about that line <laughs> when they <laughs> first like, oh, cast yeah. him. He's like, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. So then <laughs> <Elrond>. <laughs> <I know. laughs> like the best, the best old stupid dad shit. Oh, <laughs> so good. Oh, 
I'm going to miss this Talbot so much. <laughs> Me too. The so, next one's yeah. a weird voyage. Like the whole, yeah. the whole next season, that arc. Yeah. Weird stuff. It is weird. Um, So this is the beginning of the end for the Talbot we know and love because a Daisy, not the R Daisy, but a Daisy shows up and shoots Talbot. And great. Now it looks like Daisy tried to assassinate him. Fantastic. So the real Daisy and the rest of the team show up and shoot all the Russian bots and they just kind of run away. Like we don't see what happens to them after this really. <laughs> and somehow Talbot is still alive and his assistants like he still has a heartbeat. Thank fucking God. Um, and then Macy's the dark hold on the floor. She's like, they're going to be coming back for that. We should probably take it. Um, and uh, so they leave and or they try to leave. And uh, wait, what happens? No, not yet. They don't try to leave yet. So um, Ada and Robot Daisy are waiting for Daisy in another room. And um, she's like, oh, great. Like, whatever. And I think Ada says something like, I wanted to watch you kill yourself. And Daisy's like, dude, get some therapy. <laughs> and like, she says something super dark. Um, and then Robbie yeah, shows she's, up. She's really reveling in like the dark, weird, emotional shit. Now oh, yeah. She's like feeling emotion. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Robbie shows up and instantly burns through the Daisy LMD. And it's like, no problem and so it was like, it was another like very economical way to show how impressive he is because like you thought it was going to be a good fight for a second and then like nope <laughs> he's just like whoop erased her yep and he's like it's time for me to take you home and then all the russian bots show up so they have to fight them um so talbot's assistant is like daisy killed tried to kill him like you guys are gonna get away with this and then um some guards come in or i guess they're like military dudes I don't know. And she's like, don't let them get away. And Colson just pulls a gun out and is like, no, don't. And then they just walk out. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that, that, that felt like scene. it felt like a scene from like a diehard movie. Like, right? like, like them He's walking like, out with a hostage. Like, like, hey, whoa, whoa. Like, like, yeah, it, it, it didn't read with everything else that was just happening. <laughs> I know. It was really strange, but it was kind of funny because it was a very, I don't know. It felt very Colson. Like, it worked. To do it, that. <laughs> I don't think any other character would have been able to pull that off but him. Um, and so now Daisy and Robbie are fighting these Russian bots. Uh, and it's really, really brutal. Robbie drills into one of their eyeballs, which is so gross. And Ivanov shows up again and throws a knife into Daisy's arm, which is a mirror of the first fight that they had on the submarine. And she's like, great, you again. Um, and then Robbie and Daisy just completely obliterate them and it's fine. And then Colson shows up and he's like, I missed it, didn't I? You two together and I missed it. And he's totally us and he totally ships it too. And it's really cute. <laughs> what you wrote in the notes, like, like, or is he just being a comic book nerd? And I feel like that, I feel like on some level that might be what they intended when they wrote it, but yeah, it totally I definitely reads think, him shipping them. <laughs> I think it reads, I think it, I think, it, I think it works on both levels, like really legitimately because he is that big nerd. And I think like, because of the observations we've made that I think are accurate, that uh, this is the only really appropriate and not, just douchebag guy that she's had a thing with since we've known her and also since colson's known her he's like, proving he's like i like right this guy. <laughs> because this is the guy who this is this is the guy who's her you know her surrogate father and this is the first dude who she's shown any interest and had any you know dynamic with who's not just a complete piece of shit so yeah he's like oh damn it like he wants to take fucking prom pictures <laughs> oh god um God, and I wrote in here in all caps, bring back Robbie in season seven, damn it, which we already know is probably not going to happen. But. It probably isn't, like, unfortunately, but 
I think that it would suck is like the reason is because they were intending to make another Ghost Rider show. If it's now going to get scrapped, so that they can probably do another Johnny Blaze thing as the current story being run for, yeah. uh, with the MCU. And it's like, for one, that would be a mistake on Figgy's part. Like, not something is out of the realm of possibility for sure. But like, there's so many other Ghost Riders to choose from, and literally the mo- the two most recent are. Uh, Latinx, you know, yeah, it's a, know. a South American woman named Alejandra and and Robbie Reyes. So it's like, and and her it's story is much if much more wacky. <laughs> like, like her her story is much more like magical and like like not not it's not reality based. It doesn't mirror anyone's real experience unless you were raised by a cult, you know, <laughs> that like <laughs> like yeah, with like a guy who like thought he was like I think Adam maybe like uh, from Adam and Eve like Adam <laughs> like, like was like the head of the cult uh so yeah there's some like weird shit going on with her I mean, story it's not like you couldn't you know stay true to some of that and rewrite it so it's more rooted in reality but yeah have someone who's yeah who, who was brought into that experience but isn't raised that way from birth yeah. who, who has a who has a legitimate connection to the real world and yeah. even just casting and having creators people behind mm-hmm. the camera and and in front of the camera who are latinx and bringing their their actual real experience whether it is you know south american or chicano from uh you know east la like either way like those are both underserved like in the u.s like and 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 specifically for marvel both in print and on screen like there's just not enough uh next representation yeah and like we talked about with our episode with kate it's like latinx is such a huge umbrella term for like you know latino americans but Chicanos and Tejanos were like are like from here. They're not immigrants. Like that's a totally different story than like an immigrant South Amer- South American person would have, or like you know a, a, an immigrant character would have. So, so it's like there's different stories to tell for multiple Latinx people, and the fact that we have like one Latinx story is like not enough at all well, and the, the, they have one chance to like expand on it in a tv show and it ended and like before it got yeah. cut off at the knees like before it even had a chance to actually start like that's really that's very disappointing and like you said it'll be telling and who knows like all the different hands involved and who makes the call but it's still it'll be just dis- i'll be disappointed in Fiji for sure if they choose to, to do any of the white ghost writers because mm-hmm. there's there's multiple ghost writers to choose from and like you don't have to go the stupid obvious route of a straight the most white guy one <laughs> yeah also um so i wrote this next line and i have no idea what it's talking about but maybe you might know um it's i said ada is using the same tactic she did in the framework but using daisy now <laughs> i don't know what that means I think, oh i know i know okay so she this has to do with may and the cambridge situation so Ada is mirroring like what she did in the framework where she used the Cambridge incident to turn the world against inhumans. But now in the real world world, because Daisy okay. shot Talbot, they're u- she's using <laughs> Daisy as the scapegoat now. And she's now not a shield, you. but she's inhuman. Okay. Right, right. I'm- okay. Yeah. For a second, I was like, what? How- I know. The next <laughs> line helped me because the next line says she's shield and inhuman. So that reminded me. Like, Ooh, For a second, like, did she use Quake Pound? I was no. really confused. I was like, I... Okay, yeah. Good, right. good job, me, for remembering. <laughs> um, so Coulson asks Robbie if he could use the Darkhold as bait. 
Um, and then he's like, uh, so can you destroy her? And Robbie's like, well, I think I can, but she won't let me anywhere near her. Um, and apparently they don't have enough power to keep Mac and Yo-Yo safe. So they have to go back to the base and they're like, well, that's a bad idea. And Coulson's like, you know what? I don't think it is. I, I'm tired of hiding. Let's just go back to the base and lure everybody out. We got to get everybody here. <laughs> so um, Coulson looks at Fitz and Gemma and he's like, God, this scene is so cute. And it's like dad telling them to be like, okay, like do your shit. Um, he's like, I know you guys have a lot to work out but I need you guys working together. I need you guys on the same page right now. And they just like, no one even says anything. They just look at each other and it's really hard. <laughs> it's really sad. Um, in the framework, Mac is driving a bus and they're stuck in traffic on a bridge and Yo-Yo's talking to Radcliffe in the back of the bus. She's like, all right, I'm done. I'm going to tell him who I am. And if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't, he's going to remember me. I'm going to do it. Um, and he doesn't remember her, but he remembers that Daisy mentioned her name once. Um, and uh this is around my notes are terrible i'm so sorry it's okay they usually are excellent and <laughs> these it, if it's around and you know that <laughs> i they... don't know what that means that's not the quote <laughs> um i think it i don't know what it's supposed to say but basically she's like you know this isn't real <laughs> You know, <laughs> this is around. I don't know. Um, you, you know, know this is around, man. <laughs> Admit it. <laughs> um, and she's like, you know the truth about this world. You've seen it. Like, And she's like, you know, when Daisy told me that you didn't want to leave, I was so hurt. But I would never want to take you away from this. Do you think you then, know, this isn't real? I have no idea what that was supposed right? to Because <laughs> it feels like that's what it was. This isn't real, and you know that. No <laughs> truth know. about this world. If anybody knows what the actual quote is, please tell me, because I don't remember. Oh, I'm going to rewatch this episode three times in like a month. <laughs> so you can know that quote. I don't know what that was supposed to say. Anyway, <laughs> so she's just, she really, she understands why he he didn't want to leave and even though it hurts like she doesn't want to take him away from hope but they're gonna die so they gotta go <laughs> um because now the bridge has disappeared and all of the people on the bus have disappeared except for hope radcliffe yo-yo and mac and they're kind of like why are we still here and radcliffe's like well i think our friends on the outside have found a way to keep us here for a little bit longer to give us a chance to to leave even though radcliffe cannot leave um and may so May is like, this is a really bad plan. Um, I don't like it. And Coulson has the nerve to say, you know, Robot May was way more supportive. And <laughs> May is like, what? <laughs> and she's like, is she what happened to the Hague? Um, they need, they clearly need to have a chat. <laughs> so um, Daisy and Robbie are chatting about the other world that he was in. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm just a passenger. The rider drives and he fights and kills. And we did a lot of that in the other world. And, um, Daisy's like, that sounds like a lot and it sounds lonely. And he's like, yeah, it was, um, but I'm here now and that's good. And I put, no, you know, and this is, they totally give each other googly eyes. <laughs> they do. They're just having this like, and she's like, yeah, it is good. Like, <laughs> oh God, this could have been such a good romance. I'm so sad. Um, and then Daisy talks about how she built a back door for uh, Mac and Yo-Yo, but she can't make them use it. So they just got to hope that they find it and, and go through. What kind of um, hacker are you? Have 
uh, make a non-player <laughs> character yo-yos on the ground or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, well, don't ma- make a non make a non-player character open up a door and then throw them in. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> why, why? Why? Why can't you? <laughs> Uh, clearly, she's not as clever of a programmer as Darkhold Ada. Which yeah, because didn't fair. they knock out Fitz and bra- drag him through? Radcliffe knocked him out. So Radcliffe isn't technically part of the program, right? Why can't Radcliffe like- do it? <laughs> Work with Radcliffe. That's true. Like, Radcliffe did it once before. Why can't he do it again? Because it's not like, Ra- I mean, Matt can't blame Radcliffe. Radcliffe's dead. <laughs> like <laughs> True. He's, he's a bunch of ones and zeros that are going to get erased in a second. <laughs> wow. Um. So anyway... Uh, Fitz and Gemma are fixing shit in this room and then uh, they're talking about something and Ada just teleports in and she's like, hello, I'm here to kill you. Um, And then Yo-Yo is talking to Radcliffe and she's like, I understand why, but his daughter is not real. (laughs) Like, um, And he's like, you know, you should probably leave because if you force Mac to leave, he may never forgive you or himself for leaving her. Um. And he might be willing to die here with her rather than leave. And then Hope overhears that Yo-Yo say that she's not real and she doesn't exist and it's not good. <laughs> and it's probably the best like facial acting from a kid actor who's already doing a great job as Hope. Yeah. And it's like heartbreaking seeing oh, like yeah. the look on her face. Like you're like, oh shit, she's you don't like, ever really? tell a kid they're not real. Even if- I know. <laughs> that's terrible. Like, that's, the, that's the first lesson, you know, in early childhood. <laughs> if your kid is imaginary, don't tell them <laughs> it will fuck them up. I'm doing a very progressive education program. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, so Fitz tries to talk Ada down. He's like, "Look, like we'll just do what you want. It's fine, and it's not going very well." And Fitz is being very Fitz. He's not, you know, he's kind of writing around his things. He's like, "Let's, you know, what people do with their feelings? They write songs. It's great. We could do that." And then. She gets real crazy, murdery, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna go with you. Please, just don't hurt anybody. I'll just go with you. Whatever you want to do, I'll like go with he's, you." He's literally trying like Mister Rogers stuff. Oh yeah, like, 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 he's like, "Let's make art with our feelings instead of being murder." Um, and then he calls her Ophelia, and Gem is like, "No, her name's Ada, and A stands for artificial." And then I love that she shit gra- so much. <laughs> I know Gemma just doesn't give a fuck. Um, and then Ada grabs her, and he she stabs her in the heart. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like she underestimated how fucking batshit crazy Ada is. Like, like provoking her like that. It is like, I want you to watch everybody you love die in front of you. Like, oh, God. Um, and so Colson is trying to explain his weird relationship with robot May. And he's like, it's really confusing. He's like, how about after this, we just like take a step back and start over. And May's like, okay, that's a deal. I, I, I'm down for that. And then they split up and she's like, I'll see you on the other side. Um, and they go do what they're supposed to do with this plan that Colson has. Um, so Fitz is like, okay, I will do whatever you want. Just let her go. And he's like, look, I have the dark hold. I'll go, I'll go bring it to you here. I'll take you. I'll take you to the dark hold. It's fine. Colson has it. And Gemma it says to Fitz, you did this. And he's like, I know. And then Ada electrocutes Gemma. And Gemma falls to the ground dead, or so we think. And then Ada just goes to Coulson and the gateway. And they're having their, like, standoff moment. And she's like, oh, you think you can stop me? And he's like, I don't know. Um, And then Gemma walks in the room and shoots her. And I had forgotten that they did this. Uh, So she's alive. And uh, obviously, the one who is dead is the android Gemma. 
Um, and Fitz was just acting this whole time, which was fantastic. And it is like, your weapon can't stop me. Um, <laughs> and she's like, I know. I just really wanted to do that. <laughs> and I had forgotten what happens next. So Coulson is like, I, I know she can't stop you, but maybe I can. And the writer is in Coulson and the writer comes out um, and he gets his chain around her and they teleport and they teleport all over the place and him and then he just burns her up and she dies looking at Fitz. And then Coulson oh, and it out. is it is brutal the way she yeah. burns up and like, mm-hmm. like it's good special effects, but it's fucking crazy. And like, oh, I feel I feel like the fact that you forgot mm-hmm. is really impressive. Like, like just as how like busy and crazy jam packed this season has been. Cause I think when Mac gets possessed by him, I think we talked about it when the, I do. When we I know that episode. we did because it, 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 it contributes to a huge, it contributes to his death <laughs> like later, you know, like it's a so huge like, plot point that I completely forgot. It's crazy though, that like almost like a third of a season later, a little bit more than that, maybe. Like, we've completely forgotten that we even addressed that. <laughs> because, yeah, this is this is uh, because so, it was really cool. But there's just so much going on, like like to yeah. occupy our time leading up to this, and so much from. Like, it just feels like the Ghost Rider season was a million years ago. Yeah. Well, and I think too in that scene, like we're recovering from the idea that Gemma is not dead, that it was a fake out. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, the writer shows up and Coulson then has the writer. And it's like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> like so no, much happens in a few moments. So they really yeah, this, this episode is jam packed. <laughs> yeah. So Mac walks in the room looking for hope and she tells him what she has overheard. And um He's like, no, that's not true. You're the most real thing in the whole world. And he's like, I'm not living in a world without her. I'm sorry. And then all of a sudden, Daisy's back door just pops into the wall. And Radcliffe's like, okay, you got to go. You got to go. Let's go. And Yo-Yo begs him. And he's like, you know, the only person I care about is right here. And she goes and sits on the couch with them. And Radcliffe's like, what are you doing? And she's like, the only person I care about is here too. And Radcliffe's like, you guys are all going to die and you're all crazy. (laughs) But it's so sad. And then the most horrible scene ever. Hope starts to disappear. And she's like, am I going to die? I don't want to die. And she starts crying. And Mac is trying to comfort her and tell her it's going to be okay. And then she disappears in Mac's arms. And they're just sitting on the couch. And Mac just like completely breaks. And he's like, my little girl. And Yo-Yo is sitting there like trying to hold it together. But she's like sobbing too. Oh, my God. It is like Henry Simmons, oh like bubbling, like crying, saying "my baby girl" is like one of the like best slash worst scenes in the history oh of God. Shield for sure. <laughs> like, 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 like a lot of uh, good acting and emotional weight. But like, just you recapping it, I literally started crying again. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, that's that I'm... is that's three times in a month. <laughs> no, I'm her. legit crying right now too, just remembering that scene. Um. And then in the real world, Yo-Yo wakes up from the framework and Mac still hasn't woken up yet. And Daisy starts crying because she thinks that he didn't make it out. And Yo-Yo's like, he was right behind me. I don't know. Come on, Mac, wake up. And then we see a single tear falling from Mac's closed eyes. And he finally wakes up. And everybody is crying, especially us. (laughs) We are crying so much. Like, 
Oh, oh man, God. they do such a good job, but it is the most brutal of shows that when when they're when they're hard on us, they don't pull any punches. I think that it's probably the worst moment in all of Shield. <laughs> like, I think so. Like, it's up there. I think that the only thing that comes close is some of the stuff at the end of the next season that goes on with Fitz and Daisy. <laughs> yeah it's all that's no good it's no good um so colson is talking to robbie and he's like i do not envy you the writer is horrifying um uh and robbie asks him you know uh you made the deal right and colson's like please don't tell the others i will tell them when it's time is he talking about how he's dying now i'm pretty sure he's talking about his impending death Okay. I think I that what it was, but it's interesting that I didn't even catch that like or like catalog that when I first when I first saw this. So, they planned this out <laughs> like far in advance obviously that this is how Colson was going to go. So sad. They're so cruel. Anyway, so Yo-Yo is talking to Mac and she's like I understand why you didn't want to come back. And Mac says all those years with hope um will be with me. I'll always be a part of me. And it gave me a glimpse of the life that I could have with you. <laughs> oh my God. Man. How fucking crazy that he has now experienced his daughter's death twice. And he's still this wonderful person. <laughs> like, yeah, he can come out of it with like trying to like fucking silver lining it. <laughs> like, even though he's broken, like he's still trying oh to look on God. the bright side. Yeah. This is why he is like the best captain america option and why they need Mm -hmm. to fucking introduce him as the whatever adoptive or you know uh grandson or whatever of the original uh afonso mckenzie from marvel who's a meek white guy (laughs) and and make and introduce the henry simmons version and have him fucking replace steve rogers one day because because falcon and bucky deserve to be their own characters Mm -hmm. and uh, this character would be literally created for this sole purpose <laughs> because he epitomized because the character that is on shield epitomizes everything oh you want that heroic leader to be like just giving and loving and supporting and fighting at the last possible resort and trying to understand everyone and like yeah. empathy above all else and like looking at, at the bright side but not forgetting or you know ignoring the bad stuff like Holy shit. He's just, he's the whole package. He really is. He's my, probably my favorite character on the show for sure. If not ever. It's, <laughs> it's ca- really hard. Like, I love all the characters on this show, but like, w- like when it comes to like best, like in this superhero world, like there's a reason why he fucking gets the job when this is all said and done. Like why yep. he's the director of shield because he is yep. the fucking best person for that job. <laughs> like, yep. like without a doubt. I love May. love Daisy. They're great. But he's the guy for this job. Yeah, he is the heart of this team when Coulson is gone. <laughs> yeah, when he's got the capability to be the head too, and part of that is because he listens, like Coulson did too. But it's just like mm-hmm. he's—he really is like the perfect leader, and it's pretty cool. And he has the humility to be worried that he and be concerned that he is not doing the right thing all the time to constantly be, like, checking himself and no, it- asking his teammates to check him. You know, like. 
Well, and like, I don't even think Colson really did a good job with that. I agree. But <laughs> like, like, like he wanted to be that guy. I don't think it was like ego driven, but, but his yeah. like fears and, and other, and some insinuating circumstances made him, I think, paranoid and private and, and like the way he was taught too by like yeah. Fury and Garrett and whatnot. Yeah. But oh it's just, it's interesting to think about, like, I kind of want going into the end of this series, you know, with the final season starting really soon when we're recording this and probably having just started around a little bit before when this releases, but thinking about like, I kind of want it to end with Mac and Daisy taking over in a weird way, because like, I feel like May and Colson should get closure and mm-hmm. should be able to be done and and have yeah. some some sort of paradise like, like if not literal they should then, get to be able to rest right <laughs> given and, so much <laughs> but I feel like Mac being in charge and getting shit done and and uh, with Daisy being kind of like a field commander sort of almost like taking over May's position in a lot of ways as far as like being out there in the field and kicking ass all the time I feel like and 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 bringing people together and bringing out the yeah. best in them. Like I, I don't know. I think that they'd be a, just a really great, a great way to end the series. Be like them taking the torch and just like keeping Shield alive, how, however it exists. Them and I guess a, a squad of Patton Oswalds and Yo Yo. Maybe <laughs> I don't know. I really love looking at the two of them and realizing <laughs> that both Mac and Daisy have Coulson and May's best qualities, and the qualities that make them them just enhance that even more and make them like the be- like great leaders and great like great teammates and friends as well like it's just beautiful i love them it is like the mentor and protege relationships on this this show are great like and the character growth, like, and getting to, like, I feel like we get to, like, feel, like, a little bit of sense of pride that, like, Colson or May could feel in, like, the growth of the people who mm-hmm. they've, they've fostered the development yeah. of. I agree. It's, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful journey. <laughs> um, so we have to say goodbye to Robbie. So um, Colson gives the dark hole to Robbie and turns on the gate, or he tries to turn on the gateway, but they're like, it's broken. Um, and, uh, Robbie asks Daisy to keep an eye on his brother and Robbie's like I learned a few things and he opens his own gate with his chain yeah because I think I think Gemma says like they can turn on the gateway but it'll like take a little bit of time to get it running or something and then he's like no no worries (laughs) yeah I got it and then he turns around and looks at Coulson he says I don't envy you and he leaves well and and, and Coulson's like I was gonna say the same thing to you (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like they they both have mm-hmm. hard roads ahead of them that they understand. So this is the beginning of the end for Colson, and our beloved Robbie is now gone forever. Sucks. Know. Yeah. Oh, so Mac comes in to tell him that Talbot is still alive, but everybody knows that the team is there at the base, so we need to leave. And Fitz, fucking Fitz, is like, I'll stay and take the blame. I, this is all my fault. I'm the one that created Ada. Like, I, you know, I created the LMDs. And Daisy's like, no, like, and she has this beautiful speech of like, uh, of I did, I was doing the same thing that you did and you were the one that pulled me back in. And if we, we do everything together as a team and we will face the consequences together. And Coulson's like, I want to go eat. 
before we get arrested. Well, Let's go eat. Well, but, and like the emotional weight of Daisy being like, I'm going to speak on behalf of everyone and say you're 100% forgiven for everything that happened in the framework and who you became and whatnot. It's like, ooh, maybe you spoke too soon. <laughs> knowing like, yeah. ooh. But also like, I think that just shows like her faith in Gemma and Fitz as well. And like <laughs> how much she should, she knows that they're going to be okay. Like, even though this is going to be hard, she's like, no, like you are forgiven. Even, you know, speaking on behalf of the team, speaking on behalf of Gemma too. Like, because well, like, like we talked about, you know, earlier in the season, she says to Gemma, basically like, like I'm your number one chipper. <laughs> like, you two are the real deal. So like she's done, she's like explicitly, in their corner and now speaking on everyone's behalf, like it just makes everything that happens with the two of them hurt. I know. I was just going to say that I was like, because he's the one that reached out to her when she was an inhuman, but didn't want anyone to know Fitz knew and was like, you're still you like, you know, you're just a little different now. And it's kind of my friend. Yeah. Daisy's kind of saying the same thing to him. It's like, you're still you. You're just, you know, just been through some shit. Like we're still friends. And those two, like, have this push and pull of, like, you know, one of them feels like shit and tries to leave and they pull each other back. And then, like, you know, Daisy goes off on her thing and she, Fitz tries to, you know, when she's, you know, uh, being infected with Hive and Fitz tries to reach out to her then. And, you know, a small part of her, like, feels that. It's so interesting that you you point that out because, like, I never thought about it before. But now, especially after this season and, and thinking about Fitz's development they both have huge abandonment issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like Fitz is always trying to get the dad who walked away back. And she's always trying to get a family that she never knew as a kid back. Like they're both like they're running away and calling each other back. It's like a, is like acting out like almost like just this like ingrained cycle of fleeing hard situations and getting people who, yeah. who left to come back. And they understand it. They understand each other because of that, that shared experience, I think. Yeah, man, the show's so good. <laughs> that, that just makes like what happens in season five so much worse. Oh god. Um, so we say goodbye to Radcliffe here. He's sit- he's sitting on the beach in the framework in the sunset, and he's pouring himself a drink, and he's having a monologue about how he just wanted to have immortality, and 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 he says, "But what is eternity without my beloved Agnes by my side?" And then he disappears, and he's gone forever now too. Wait, and he has a good like they do a really good like uh, variation on the like you know it, it ends uh, not with a bang but with a whimper, but like he doesn't even mm-hmm. get to finish. He says not with I a know. bang, but and then his his like uh, glass falls to the beach because he was yeah. toasting. I, you know Agnes's memory or whatever but it was a fitting ending for him and I'm glad he got his little hero moment where he was trying to help with 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 uh, Yo-Yo and, and, and helping Daisy get them out like as mm-hmm. he was he, he did want to atone for everything he'd done he was never bad he was always just thoughtless you know just like yeah. and blinded by ambition or 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 curiosity <laughs> yeah I'll, i think those two mostly and then his love for agnes on top of that like 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 yeah there are three things that distracted him from reality and from consequence but he was never you know evil or selfish or hateful he's just yeah. short-sighted and it, which is interesting because he's a character who like has such a is defined by having like a futuristic long view but in in a lot of ways in his own life is very short-sighted and it's interesting that he's grounded by this very simple, like non-futuristic relationship with this woman that he loves, like out of everything. It's just, he 
it sucks that they had to fridge a woman to make a man like realize what's important in life and become the hero. <laughs> like yeah. I hate that. That's let's they did do this, but... that less often yeah. world. <laughs> that's that's do everyone. Yeah, especially it's... bad in superhero comics and derivative materials, but it's everywhere in our culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like it kind of sucks because Agnes died twice <laughs> for Radcliffe. <laughs> <God laughs> <damn>. <laughs> That's really shitty. I didn't even think about that until just now. Oh, God. God, fucking Radcliffe. I, I <laughs> like, know. Like, how many Mallory Jansons do we need to kill before you fucking... Oh, my God. Oh, well, that's um, very dark. <laughs> that's very dark. Um, So the team is sitting at a diner eating, and Coulson is so happy. that He has his whole family back together. They're all together. This is the first time they've been together in so long. Also, the did, weren't they coming from the remnants of the base? Right? Yes. So <laughs> this diner is what, just outside of LA? <laughs> like, what is oh, happening? God, what is happening? Where did... is the base? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we never have to think about this base ever again. After this yeah, this episode. is literally <laughs> the last reference to any location having anything that could have anything to do with it will be the beginning of the next episode, the first episode of the next season, and then you never have to think of it again. But you get a better view of the diner, and it is like just outside of L.A., it looks like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the power goes out, and these men come in, and everybody puts their hands up, and he's like, all right, take us in. And Enoch, our friend Enoch, Enoch is there. And we don't see his face. We just hear his voice. And he's like, the window closes in less than two minutes, and he freezes everybody. And then we go to the very end scene and Coulson wakes up in a bunk in space <laughs> and he has to go to work. <laughs> so he's going yeah. to work in space wherever he is. And there's that's asteroids it. everywhere and that's it. And that was such a crazy ending. Oh, this oh my I God. Rem- <laughs> I remember <laughs> us I being like, that. what is happening? <laughs> I know. Oh, well, this own- is kind of around the time that Infinity War was getting ready to be released, or it had been released. I don't think it had been released yet. It was going to be released. Right? May. It came out in May. Or was that Wait. was that April? I think it came out in April. I can't remember. I know that the next one. What? Well, the next one came out. The next season. Is happening right around all the times that they disappear, right? So Infinity War came out in 2018. Right. So this was 2017, right? Yeah. So it's a full year. Because, yeah, because Infinity War was happening during season five. And we were, like, trying to figure out, like, if they were going to have any way of acknowledging it. Yeah. Yeah. And they kind of didn't. <laughs> There's like a throwaway yeah, line. <laughs> yeah, they sort of mention some, like like they place it like ahead of it by a little bit because of Thanos, but like it doesn't make a lot of sense. We, it, they don't they don't line up anymore, and we don't yeah. need to worry about it, I guess. But uh, yeah, what film released right before this? I need to look. I'm trying to remember now. Um, let's see, 2017. The year before was Civil War, right? 2016. I think so. It is so crazy how much time has passed and how many Marvel movies there have been. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to go through. Oh, no worries. My own, the only thing I'll talk about the next season before we get to our next episode in the season premiere is I, having not rewatched the whole episode, but just the very beginning, uh, I think now twice, uh, 
the we see where we we meet up with Enoch right before all this happens and see like his day leading up to uh, sending everyone to the future mm-hmm. and to space. And uh, he has a bunch of drawings up on his fridge that when you watched it the first time, you assume he has a kid. But now that we know him, he has a bunch of drawings of like stuff in his life that look like a child's drawings that he made and put on his refrigerator and just makes me love Enoch even more. <laughs> like he's like, Aww, he's such he's a sweet so little cute. weirdo. Well, his relationship with Fitz, I know, I don't know exactly where you're at, but like by the end of the season you're on, of, uh, of I know six, he's like, like their best friends. Yeah, he loves Fitz <laughs> so my, much. This is my best friend, Fitz. <laughs> okay, yeah. so Guardians of the Galaxy 2 came out right before this. So yeah. we were on the end of like, and Ragnarok came out like later this year, I think when the beginning of season five started up, because like, it came out in October. So we were like expecting fallout, like space fallout, because all, both of those movies take place in space, like outside of Earth, obviously. Yeah, you're trying to figure out if there was any connection because we didn't yeah. know about the time travel element yet. Yeah. Z. We knew and Captain Spider-Man Marvel Homecoming. was coming down the line, which oh, would have to do right. with space. Black Even Panther though had started, space. was coming out the next year as well, like came out in February of 2018. And so like, you know, there was all this like this technology that could have been put into play as well, like in the S.H.I.E.L.D. universe. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, Spider-Man Homecoming came out um, shortly after the end of this season as well. July. I remember, I remember that. Yeah. Which was so good. I really like Spider Man Homecoming. <laughs> it is. It's a good one. I liked. I've. I liked uh, Far From Home as well. Not probably yeah. quite as much, but it was good. Yeah. Um. Wow. So the Daisy Fitz relationship is going to vastly change by next season. Yeah. Um. Fuck. Like. Mac and Yo Yo are gonna go through a whole thing. Olsen and May. Gemma goes through a whole crazy weird arc as well, like being a fucking slave, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Like, I didn't completely forget about that, but I just like, I just, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of shit happens again, just like this season and next season. I feel like it all goes by very quickly. <laughs> and uh, at a quick pace and just a lot of like different kinds of shit you know, going on different, not completely separate, but they feel separate like from the outside. Like when you're not transitioning from one to the other, like the, the mm-hmm. different story arcs, cause they're mm-hmm. so far, far between each other. And cause all the stuff with Talbot is after they get back from the future. I know. It's so crazy. Oh my this God. One's, this one's just half, a half season thing. though, not a third. Right. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Cause they, yeah, it is just half. Future versus Talbot or whatever. Four. I love season four so much. I'm really sad that we're finished with it, but um, I, I need to be less emotional watching S.H.I.E.L.D. because I can't. Between Clone Wars and this, I've been sobbing like consistently every day watching something. <laughs> so I'll be glad for the, the emotional break. Um, I will say, problematic uh, actors aside, uh for something like blind spot like i feel like perceive like 
well-regarded procedural action shows on network TV are good for that, for not yeah. getting emotionally invested. It's like, I can't imagine crying in one of these shows. <laughs> it's, like, like, it's fine. Oh, that reminds me, me and Billy have been watching Westworld, and we are very confused and underwhelmed right now. <laughs> I still really enjoy it. It is weird. <laughs> okay, where, where, where are you guys at uh, um she, uh, she just recruited um jesse from breaking bad to be part of her revolution yeah it gets weirder and i'm like really a white dude like yeah i'm not 100 percent sold on that stuff either but it ends in an interesting place for okay. sure well um we are i mean we're not even halfway through the season so I look forward to hearing yeah. your uh, your guys' reactions. With you. Maybe the next when we start season five, we will have to have an official Westworld aside. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. Like we've had in the past. All, All right. right. I think we should end here. Um, God. Goodbye, yeah. Season four. Goodbye, Robbie Reyes. We love you. We miss you. Please yeah. And good riddance, Ivanov. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love how they just completely dropped him. Off. I hope like, you explode spy. a million explosions. We don't even like he's probably still alive. Like his brain is in a jar somewhere still. Like he's still 3D printing robots of himself, I'm sure. Like he didn't maybe just... he just ran out of uh, 3D uh, materials. Like no, he ran out of the, so. the cartridges. Now he's just a brain in a jar, like struggling to, you know, exist. I would love that if he like just ran out of power. So there's just like a bunch of robots. Like his like his, his head just dies because you gotta have a lot of machinery to you know keep yeah. a, dis- head mem- a dismembered head alive. In fact, I can't even fucking begin to imagine how that's possible. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up because it was one more thing that we had to disbelieve that we completely we ignored. But I love that like all the bad like it was it was like he was a, a black hole of bad plot shit. And, and plot convenience, it. <laughs> but it done. all it all centered around him. It's like it's like yeah. whenever they had a question they didn't answer, they put it in a pile, and when they were done plotting out the season, they then wrote Ivanov on that pile, and that's how that character was created. They wrote it on the trash bag that is Ivanov, and then it's gone now. It's in the trash. Uh, oh my god! So who funny. are we gonna hate next season? We don't have Lincoln or him. The Disney <laughs> Channel girl. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> she's, she's pretty terrible. <laughs> oh, I feel like she's making a duck face the whole time. Mm-hmm. Isn't oh, she a man. voice of a character in like the animated series? I with- think she's Spider Gwen in the cartoons, who's or Ghost Spider, which is it makes yeah. sense why she wouldn't go by Spider Gwen. But yeah. uh, uh, in the cartoons that. Chloe does the voice of, of Quake yeah. on. Yeah, which is this. good. I'm glad she's getting work doing something else more. <laughs> Not yeah. weird. No, 20, 22 <laughs> minutes of, of uh, I'm trying to remember her name. Her name is something. Not. Not hilarious or whatever, but just it sounds like a Disney Channel star to me. Not now. I have to look it up real quick as we as we finish up the episode. What is her name? Adrian. What is other this? than the Cree guy? She's the other kind of villain and then obviously Talbot but I can't hate Talbot right. even if he is a villain <laughs> what is it season I, it's off the tip of my tongue I can almost imagine the name not making sense name is, her name is Chloe I think right her real name no maybe this up to you this is not helping at all this uh this nah voice of spider one no. Ghost Spider. If I do Spider Gwen, it'll just tell me 
the Spider-Verse actor. Oh, shit. Von Strucker comes back, too. I completely forgot about that. Dove, Cam- Dove Cameron. Dove. Oh, yeah. That's right. I knew it was something weird. It, 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 right? It, does, it just totally sounds like a Disney Channel name. <laughs> Your first name's mm-hmm. Dove. It's fine, but <laughs> no judgment. But I'm not surprised you worked for the Disney Channel. Uh, so yeah. what's the name of her character? Just remember. as Ghost Spider. Let me see. Dove Cameron Shield. What's her name on Shield? Ruby. Ruby. Oh man, <laughs> she sucked. <laughs> she was yeah. not great. Well, and and the woman who played her mom was good, and that character was like a good villain too. But yeah, she she could have been really fascinating, but I feel like they kind of dropped the ball like between the two of them. Like it, I feel like. They half-assed a little bit, maybe? I don't know. It was just like, well, because they were dealing with, I feel like they kind of do this sometimes where they have the big bad. So Talbot is actually the big bad in season five, the end of season five. And like, kind of like this, where Ada is the big bad and Ivanov was like the secondary villain. I feel like that's what Ruby and her mom are in season five, too. They're like the secondary villains and they kind of drop the ball on that story, too, I think. Maybe that's. Just I think that's really dead on. Like I'm trying to think because <laughs> there's other examples of it too. I think like, but I think I think, yeah, that's. I'm trying to think of what it was like in season. What what happened in season three? That was Inhuman stuff, but that was like Jaying was the main. Hmm. That was weird because like Gonzalez was kind of an oppositional character but he wasn't a villain well that, that was all season two right because then it oh, was shit, ward right. was and two. hive oh hive last season, season right yeah but there yeah, was still right. stuff like that like 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 there was still like like people who were kind of dropped i feel like like yeah. like like even this season at the first part of the season first third uh nadir Oh shit! I forgot about that. Yeah, right. Wasn't that yeah. all in the background of the first third of the Ghost Rider season? <laughs> like, 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 like yeah. to inform Daisy's struggle, and yeah. then she's like, just gone. She's just fucking dead. Now. And it's part of season two, also because Shockley is also like a, a part of that, and he just gets captured <laughs> and put in a box. Yeah, that's all. Like, the, the the Shockley stuff is all this season, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. like that. That's how yeah. Mace gets captured by Ivanov, and that's how he Mace is all there. this season. It feels yeah. like it's been three fucking seasons. I know. It really is. They <laughs> shoved so much, so much in. This is going to end a seven-season series that feels like it's nine. Because I know. Of, because of season I mean, four. I'm, not, I'm not mad about it at all. <laughs> no, it, especially considering like that some shows have 24, 26 episodes, and this had 22, and they packed in seven and a and and change a piece and it feel or six and change a piece and it feels like way more to me good good job guys yeah, good job <laughs> good season um we'll have to talk about the villain thing next yeah season when we get to the get to the ruby stuff because i'm trying to remember it cree i feel like there was another it was cree, the cree dude and in the future yeah was there some other villain that we like I don't know. Whatever. We'll figure it out. <laughs> what's um, what's Fitz doing leading up to that? We don't Something get to going. see Fitz for a long time. I don't think we see him for like a good like five or six episodes the next season. Like we just don't know what happens. And then we get like a whole like, you know, rollback of like what Fitz has been doing the whole time that they've been in the future. 
because he goes to jail. Remember, he gets captured, and then yeah, he has a lot of like shit. he gets captured by Ruby's mom. Actually, I think because she's right. the one in charge of like taking Shield down, and then um, and then that's when Hunter comes and saves him, and we get all excited. <laughs> oh man! Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Okay, I cool. Am too. That right. that is like a band aid on the Dove Cameron issue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we get Deathlock again. He comes back too. Who who uh, came out? I don't know. Yes. That we talked about oh, that. Yeah, you should say you should talk about it. I was just really excited uh, that that happened because uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, what show was he on? Um, Council of Dads, I believe, is what it's uh, is what he's on now. But uh, J uh, J August Richards. Or Jamie Augusto Richards the third. That's an awesome name. Uh, he came out because he's playing a gay character for the first time in a show, and he is gay. And I guess you know he's always been rather private with his Hollywood persona. And uh, I think because you know a lot of homophobia and him first getting started in acting in the early '90s or mid '90s, he was kind of closeted when it came to like Hollywood. And then when it became a non-issue, he was just already used to being sort of private about that and he had said that he felt like because he knows it's a real concern with like straight actors playing queer characters in so much of our fiction like he really wanted people to know that they were being represented authentically because it was important to him as a gay black man and i thought that was really really cool that he uh wanted to share that with everyone uh ahead of the show starting the, the, the new new show so uh Good for him and good for representation and for NBC for having a show that has authentic representation and uh, men of color playing queer people on TV. And uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really proud of him and happy. And it was a, a, a happy piece of news in otherwise depressing landscape of uh, you know COVID-19 alerts and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. And it was funny because the interview that he did, because we are all in social distancing mode, he had to do it like it was like through Instagram live or something like that. Right. Like it was. I think virtual. so. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. And he, he seemed very excited to, to share with everyone. I watched yeah. not the whole thing because I think there was a longer version of this promoting the show. But I watched his like coming out segment that he also like shared on Twitter and on other yeah. social media. Oh, we love you, Jay August Richards. Put him in more things. Yeah, well. hopefully, <laughs> uh, hopefully we'll see both him and Ghost Rider for like a send off in some point season seven. I don't feel like it's like impossible. Ghost Rider is probably less possible, but I would really like to see those people and and you know like uh, Bobby and Hunter and some some good goodbyes. But fortunately, well, I don't know. Don't know if we will. Beloved characters that have left us. Well, because it's time travel, we could even like see like Victoria Hand and stuff again. Shit. And Peggy. Yeah. I think there's a good chance of that. Oh, man. I really hope Jackson. so. <laughs> Always possible. Even though he's not dead. <laughs> like, he's still around. The only one we can't do is uh, Garrett. You know. Which, I don't know. He's, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> he was crazy. I guess I'm just bracing myself for Ward. Because, <laughs> like, oh, it's got to happen, right? Like, you mentioned recently, uh, a couple episodes ago, how... Uh, uh, Jed said he loves Ward the most. Like, ah, he's like super fascinated by him. And any opportunity to, to get him back, he said at our panel, right? Like, yeah. Oh, and- I'm so sad that one uh, WonderCon didn't happen this year because of. 
COVID. Yeah, they could have one more, they, one final farewell the, the panel. Last, yeah, and if they didn't do it then, then at Comic-Con, which is no, no longer happening either. Well, I and hope not- that they're able to do a final panel whenever we go back to conventions again at some point. It would be cool and like maybe for one of the upcoming like virtual conventions because I know they're trying to still do something you know around some of those because they were so important to the comic book industry for sure and like I just keep thinking like like it's just a microcosm of everything else but it's like San Diego like it was super fucking important to San Diego's Mm -hmm. economy and like it's crazy to think like having nothing to do with just the all the closures and and prolonged you know lack of income that's going to fuck up a lot of restaurants a lot of storefronts and whatnot like just thinking about the san diego economy is is going to be in in other places that are revolve around singular events like that globally you're going to end up being really hit like crazy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh man well let's end here before we go, to, we go for shield and and, and sad <laughs> and and general sadness consumer the world is going to be completely different now um, true we got new shields like shield. to look forward to to escape <laughs> yeah. to escape this madness exactly where can people find you i can be found uh, when i am on on uh, twitter and sometimes instagram at i snow nothing uh, where can people find you online you can find me at Space Jess with four S's in the Jess. You can find this podcast on Twitter at Project Tahiti. Um, if you're a browser listener, you should go on butwhythopodcast.com and listen to us there. Otherwise, we are on, I think, everything. I think. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to Project Tahiti and our wrap-up of Season 4. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.